0: True Crime Girls contains content not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Manipulator and charmer, and one of the most notorious serial killers of the late 20th century. Today, Kylie talks to
2: us about her favorite, Mr. Ted Bundy. All right, guys, welcome to True Kind Rules. I'm the kid, and I'm the heart and soul of this <laughs> podcast, and I get 50% of all the income, so better buy stuff from us. This is it pain? I need to eat today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What the fuck are you doing? I don't know.
0: And then Janine ruins everything. I know.
1: Thank kid. you. Kid. Sorry. A much appreciated. Kid. We just didn't want to
0: say welcome.
1: Now <laughs> go back to your corner. Go into your cage, <laughs> child.
2: That welcome, was our intro. Guys. For- yeah. <laughs> that's
1: that's so what up. you get. That was to keep Janine from having to say welcome, and you still fucking said welcome. I know.
2: I oh, want to yeah. apologize. We're dead. Um, we just.
0: Spent the night in a cemetery.
2: In a cemetery, and <laughs> we are very tired. And by we, it's Kylie and Janine. Eileen slept great. She's very well west- rested. Are you wested. not well <laughs>
1: wested. She's well rested. <laughs> well I don't know. if I'm well rested. But oh, is that my phone or it is mine? No. You sound like Stewart from Big Bang Theory. I know that's Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> well, well, well. What do we have here? True Crime
2: Girls <laughs> Welcome to Two Girls You have to girls. do the whole episode like that Oh
1: my god I can't No uh, then we'll, well, we'll get True No then we'll get
0: <laughs> Comments about how we're being insensitive to people with speech impediments Well we're something. just making fun of him Listen I have a speech <laughs> t-
1: impediment <laughs> <laughs> Point fucking proven <laughs> Proven <laughs> Point proven I thought uh, I thought putty pen Oh my god so we're gonna be uh, it's gonna be a
2: really really high high and a really really (laughs) low low probably fall asleep while kyle's
1: talking don't why why are you gonna
2: fall asleep
1: because i'm lazy this bitch
2: (laughs) listen
0: listen not even tired this bitch so janine and i come on like maybe a clutch like four hours sleep for sure like we're dead to the world and this bitch, Eileen, across the table, we're sitting here basically dead. And she goes, I think it's time for a
1: nap. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just left my eyes and had to open them again. S- Nobody told you to go to the cemetery S- to watch three movies. So but we you had-
2: to, Eileen.
0: No, actually, it's our fault that we didn't record. It's my fault. It's all my fault, to be honest. <laughs> that we have to record today? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because. Someone has plans next weekend, but... No,
2: because I wasn't ready
1: last time. <laughs> oh, this is true. ¿Quién te manda, Kylie? Mm-hmm. Okay, what? <laughs> don't fucking blame me. I don't know what <laughs> that means. I got a full seven hours of sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh so.
2: So, this is going to be today's episode. Yeah. It's going to be real fun. Today is
0: my episode, Kylie's episode. And if you didn't listen to the last episode... We're doing our favorites as my very favorites, our singular episodes. Janine
2: did. Which I already have an idea of what I want to do next season for my alone episode. Oh, my God. And I'm so excited. Tell me. Tell me. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The face. So much for a treat. Um, podcast, okay. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, we already took promo pictures last night as a duo. So. that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is my last season (laughs) (laughs) um what was I saying
2: oh Janine did
0: Ed Gein last episode
2: what are you doing today Kylie
0: today and the fucking research that took me way longer than I thought it was going to take
2: imagine how Anne Rule felt
0: (laughs) (sighs) so spoiler alert it's Ted Bundy, of course. Yay! I mean, that's It I, could
2: be anybody. <laughs> She's written a lot of books. Yeah, totally. I'm so excited. I oh, She was excited.
0: I am. It's a lot. I mean, I think I said this last season too. Mm-hmm. I'm just There's just so much. There's so much information
2: and there's so many victims. So oh this my god, really some. Mine didn't have that many, but no, you chose a good one. Cause now he used to be my favorite.
0: He's not anymore. Cause I fucking hate him. Because (laughs) I've spent so much of my life.
1: (laughs) Then I guess there's no reason to see the Zac Efron movie.
2: (laughs) Fuck you! Oh no, we're gonna watch. (laughs) it Oh no, no, no. (laughs) So, oh my god, how are we even gonna? I'm. I just. I can't wait. (sighs) We'll see how this goes. Mine was a shit show, so. Can't be any worse than that. It's not a it shit show.
0: It sounded like so, that. So, Ted Bundy is my favorite because, and I think I've said this, I think technically in the first episode we talked about kind of like who our favorites were, blah, blah, blah. I think.
2: But if it probably, you. It's probably come up.
0: Yeah, but you shouldn't listen to the first episode. Oh so, God, please if you did, you, you've you already failed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Um, but he's just. It amazes me that so many people could never not? believe that he, like, did the crime He's, like, crimes. so fucking diabolical. He's so manipulative, so charismatic.
1: That's my dream, fella.
0: Right? Right? For real. <laughs> For real. So, but because of that, he was, like, the most dangerous ever. So, here we go. Are you guys here ready?
1: Here we go. Here we go. Here I go. <laughs> No?
0: Okay. (laughs) Oh my god, this is all right.
2: I guess the karaoke aspect of the podcast is just gonna stay forever.
1: Go ahead. Ted Bundy. Yeah. Bundy Ted. Al Bundy?
2: Theodore.
0: Can we go back to when you were like silent the whole podcast? Oh my god again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mine was his middle name was Theodore too. Edward Theodore. Now I can say it. Gene. Okay.
0: Theodore Robert Cowell, born in Vermont on November 24th, 1946. His mother was Louise Cowell. She was unmarried. She became pregnant after having a fling with a sailor named Jack Worthington.
2: Story of my life.
0: Once he figured out that she was pregnant, he abandoned her. And so this was in 1946 when it was not appropriate to be an unwed mother. Oh, no the horror I know so Louise gave birth at the Elizabeth Lund Home for Unwed Mothers After she gave birth she went to Philadelphia to live with her family Um what city
2: was the hospital in
0: I don't have it Oh okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um so for quite a while Ted believed that his grandparents were his mother and father and that his mother was actually his sister Mm. um this is like basically when he became Theodore Robert Cowell because obviously like yeah that's he took the name of his grandparents and stuff like that um So, um, during the time he lived with his grandparents, it was rumored that his grandfather had a violent temper that led to physical violence. He was also known to be abusive to animals. Along with this, his grandfather had a porn collection that Ted allegedly viewed from a young age.
1: Uh.
0: Ted was known to have unusual behavior as a child. He once placed kitchen knives all around his aunt's body as she slept. But who hasn't done that?
2: That's pretty normal. Yeah. It's done that a few times.
0: Can you imagine, though, like waking up and just having fucking kitchen knives all around your body and like this creepy ass little kid like
2: staring at you? That's (laughs) happened on several (laughs) times. He used to sleep with knives under his pillow. Used to? The kid. Well, yeah. I don't. I had to make him stop.
1: Might get poked in the eye one night. Yeah.
2: Well, no, but if I'm like moving stuff I would hit them
1: oh. i like legit
2: he would sleep with knives
1: under his, bed, his
2: pillow and um, brass knuckles and was brass knuckles yeah okay cool pretty norm
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish this up and I'm never coming back here <laughs> <laughs> um, he was also known to scare his family members with like his rapid personality changes like he would go from being like super sweet and super lovable to just being like a monster yeah um, in 1949 Louise changed her son's name from Cal to Nelson and in 1951 she moved her and her son who he still thought was his sister oh, to okay. yeah to Tacoma, Washington to live with her Uncle Jack so I mean obviously I don't know how that conversation went but it's just like oh we're going to live with yeah. Uncle Jack blah 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 um, What
2: about mom and dad? <laughs> oh well Oh they're fine with it <laughs>
0: but um so while in washington louise met war veteran john bundy they got married and he quickly adopted ted ted then took his final last name and became ted bundy so there has there has been kind of in search Jing dip dip deep dip deep deep doo. That's what it sounded yeah. like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um I saw a few different things. So I always knew that he kind of found out his that his mom was his sister in like his college years. Yeah. But I did see that um it was more like when he was a teen, like in certain areas but I don't know if there's just so much out there that I don't really know but I just feel like I had to mention but it either
2: way that's like so fucking weird to think like yeah. oh my sister's husband's going to adopt me? Yeah that's like, that's weird Yeah give me his last name Okay okay whatever
0: Yeah so and that's why I'm like maybe he did know in his teens but
2: normally they have like a sense of
0: Yeah I'm sure he are figured yeah Louise and um, John had three other children, two girls and a boy. Ted was known to have a good relationship with his siblings and especially his younger brother. The relationship with his stepfather was strained and Ted never fully opened up to his stepfather. From a young age, Ted was fascinated by sex and violence. He was a loner in high school. I mean, that's not really anything. Um and despite being so th- It's okay. We got this. Socially withdrawn, he had a lot of female admirers but did not date through high school. So and that's because he was a looker. Um he would often go to libraries and look up murder and crime books to see crime scene photos, especially crimes with sexually abusive elements in them.
1: Hmm.
2: So. Because the porn wasn't enough. No, it wasn't. <gasps> oh my god.
0: Um Ted became an accomplished skier in high school, and to support his sport, he would often steal ski equipment. So that was kind of like his first brush with crime. Um, he was arrested as a juvenile, but his record was expunged for mm, he was that. Yeah. <clears throat> he graduated high school in 1965 from Woodrow Wilson High School, not in Long Beach. <laughs> I was say, my
2: mom went to Wilson High School too,
0: also not in Long Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, after high school, he enrolled in the University of Puget Sound, where he had a scholarship. Sch- scholarship? Yep, he got scholarship. He got scholarship. I love when that happens. I know. So, he took some psychology and oriental studies classes, but he just wasn't feeling it. Um, So, after two semesters, he transferred to the University of Washington in Seattle. Uh, He had a variety of different jobs during his time at the university. He was a grocery bagger at Safeway, and he just held like random jobs here and there. Um, but as part of his psychology focus, well, my iPad freaked out as part of his psychology focus in school, he was a crisis hotline volunteer. So people would call in, um, with an array of problems, including like suicide, just being like troubled youth and wanting people to talk to alcoholism, all this different Mm -hmm. stuff. And he would actually help them and talk them down off of
2: killing themselves, which is really freaking weird. Can you imagine like. Twenty years later, if they if they give their real name, like uh, I was gonna kill myself, so I called this helpline mm-hmm. and this guy Ted, like literally talked me off a fucking ledge. I know. And then you're like, Oh Ted Bundy? I know.
1: <laughs> Stupid.
0: Like what? I just can't. Um this is also where he met Anne Rule, who would later write the famous book, The Stranger Beside Me. So good. About Ted Bundy. So This is also where he met or no at in university was where he met not her real name, Stephanie Brooks, (laughs) 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 whose actual real name is Diane Edwards. But that's not fun. So she's not going to be called that. (laughs) I believe that this was his true turning point. I mean, it was the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will. So not her real name, Stephanie, was the girl of his dreams. Um, They met in 1967. She was older and a higher social standing. She graduated from the university in 1968. By all accounts, things with not her real name, Stephanie, were going well. Ted was infatuated with her, but he never felt he was worthy of her. After her graduation, she ended things with Ted, returning to her family home. She said that Ted was immature and lacked ambition. So basically, ambition. Ted's heart was broken. Just- An ambition,
2: but just not for normal things.
0: <laughs> right. Ann Rule says it was after this breakup that he found out that um, his um, mother what, or his sister, yeah. his mother was his sister. Or Oh my God.
2: Uh, his quote unquote, not his, his real quote, name, sister qu- <laughs> was his mother. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so the breakup on top of this it was just like yeah broke him literally
2: <laughs> i'm yeah
0: literally broke him
2: so after
0: his relationship with not her real name stephanie ended he decided to leave the university of washington seattle and seattle altogether and so he took a road trip he just like needed to get away um same girl <laughs> he went to San Francisco, then Denver, and then to his family home in Philadelphia. In it's okay. It's just a word. <laughs> Philadelphia, <laughs> which is where he allegedly found out about his lineage. Um, after his road trip, Ted was like, all right, I'll go back to Seattle. So he went back to Seattle and... Um, The breakup took its toll, but he, like, after his road trip, he kind of returned as, like, more confident and more driven, like, basically to better himself. (laughs) But he was also more dominant now. uh Um. So later in 1968, he began to manage... The Seattle campaign for Nelson Rockefeller in his run for presidency. Additionally, he re-enrolled at Washington State. He declared himself as a psychology major, and this time he excelled in school and became an honor student. So, just a complete flip. All of a sudden. Yeah, I don't trust him
2: at this time. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> there's just like so much going on, and I think the way he... Like, tried to, like, finagle his way into that scene. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, he's, like, large and in charge and, like, I'm confident. I Uh know what I'm doing. Uh Mm -hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Totally.
2: And, I I I mean, I think that
0: him being a psychology major is one of the reasons why I find him so interesting as a killer because he, like, knew that's how he played his manipulation is he knew exactly what to do to manipulate the human mind because he studied it and...
2: It's just like. And that's like terrifying because you think these people and just as an example, like the um, whatever class or whatever course you have to take to be like a negotiator. Right. Right. (laughs) Like because I have that, you know, whatever as well. But Uh like, I don't trust you because you can get into my head and or you can manipulate me whether you know you're doing it or not. And I don't like it (laughs) Like I just I don't I think that On top of like All his other Predisposed Like everything else That was gonna happen
0: Uh, um, uh, Yeah It just like
2: Totally gave him The upper hand Oh for sure Oh for sure And you can
0: You can see it play out Yeah And that's what Going through it The thing that was Interesting for me In doing the research Is he was so smart And so stupid Yeah
2: All at the same time Well you can't have it all it's, and I say that because I know people that are yeah. super, super book smart, but yeah. then they yeah. say the stupidest shit, yeah, and or- it's like, "Are you okay? <laughs> are you? Think, is the brain on right now? No, okay.
0: Are you talking about me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no.
2: I'm
0: just kidding. I'm talking about me. <laughs> Dumb all around. So everyone who met Ted thought he was polite. He was helpful. He had this like boyish charm and boyish good looks, and like he was. Everyone just loved him. You know, like. He was just everything he's so so permanent oh my god you're so popular so then he meets not her real name elizabeth klopfer i don't know how to say her last name so in 1969 and they began dating so oh my god he moved on um so not her real name liz had a child from a previous marriage and she quickly fell in love with ted Um, Ted graduated from the University of Washington in 1972. He began working in politics again, working for the state Republican Party. In 1973, Ted enrolled at the University of Utah Law School, um, but he was not as focused as he was previously. He began to skip classes and was just overall doing poorly, so he dropped out in 1974. During this time... In 1973, so he enrolled at the University of Utah Law School, and then he decided to take a business trip to California, where he ran into not her real name, Stephanie.
2: That's right. I forgot. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, good. Actually,
0: I like this part, but... Um, So, not her real name, Stephanie, was like, oh my gosh, you're, you know, you're so accomplished. She was super impressed. You've changed. You took my advice. Oh my God, I can actually change you. Oh my God, get into my pants. And um, so, they rekindled the flame, but... Ted was still in his relationship with not her real name Liz. Typical. So, he was living a double life as neither woman knew about each other.
2: A man? <gasps> Never. Double life? What? Oh my
0: god, I don't believe it. I know. So, through this time, he won Not Her Real Name Stephanie back Like, he She was just enamored with him Oh, I'm sure Um, This was the woman of his dreams The one that got away But also the one that ripped his heart out of his chest So, go back (laughs) (laughs) He proposed to not her real name stephanie and she of course accepted it was super romantic i mean i'm sure she cried um but it was never ted's intention to marry her no 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 this was revenge a long revenge plot so after not her real name stephanie accepted the proposal in 1974 ted dumped her ass (laughs) Which I'm sorry, I think it's kind of diabolical <laughs> like, monster diabolical, but like the like person who's had their heart broken in in like me a is big like fuck you yes
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm so, like yes. I
0: love it, but I hate it I don't, know don't do it it's again. like oh gosh so he stopped returning her phone calls and broke her heart just as his had been broken. Mm-mm. So the time of Ted Bundy's unraveling had come to an end and he was now in full-blown sociopath mode. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: January? I know. It's not a good mode? No. My favorite mode. Oh, it's your favorite mode. I like when I switch mine on. (laughs) Flip (laughs) Push the button Um, January 4th 1974 Ted entered the apartment of 18 year old University Washington student Karen Sparks Hmm. He bludgeoned her using a metal rod from her bed frame He then raped her while she was unconscious causing internal injuries The next morning Karen was found by her roommates unconscious lying in a pool of her own blood but very much alive Karen was in a coma for several days, but she did survive. She is um, permanently disabled, um, but, I mean, she's she's alive, so she has that going. Obviously, Ted did not mean to keep her alive, and so this frustrated him and gave him the taste of what his urges were telling him. So, Do
2: it again. This He's like, I right like way. this.
0: Let's do it again. Um, Later that month, January 31st, 1974, 21-year-old student Linda Ann Healy was out at a bar called Dante's with Friends. She left at 9.20 p.m. and walked home with friends to a house in the university district. She had four roommates and began to watch TV with them. After a while, she called her boyfriend and then went to bed. They were college kids in the 70s. And they often misplaced their keys, so they usually kept the door unlocked and sometimes just open throughout the night. Like just so I
2: never in my life <laughs> thought, you know what? I trust everybody. Let I me know. just leave my but door. But I mean open. Th- I mean,
0: there are towns where people just have their doors unlocked. Like it's just a thing.
1: I always keep my door locked, not because like I think someone's actually gonna come in, but because I think of that murderer that Yeah. 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 Just like oh the door was open.
2: There were a few.
1: Yeah. Where it's like, oh,
2: the door was was open. Was Richard Chase like that too? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So was Richard Ramirez. Yeah.
1: um, And it's not because like, I mean, if someone wants to come in, they're going to come in regardless. But if someone like touches the doorknob and they're like, oh, it's open, maybe mm -hmm. I will go in. It's
0: so much easier. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Totally. They wanted me to come in and kill them or take Mm all their shit. I'm
1: not ready to die. just yet. No.
2: (laughs) So no one in the house
0: heard anything that night. Linda's alarm clock went off the next morning and her employers called inquiring why she had not come into work. Um, Her roommates checked her room and everything was as it was supposed to be, except Linda was not there and the bed was made. And that's not something she normally did. I mean, she didn't make the bed. Oh my God. I know.
2: (laughs) I started making my bed, so. Don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed if I'm missing and it's made.
1: They say like the employer called... Where she was Like I think about it My employer wouldn't call They call my cell phone They don't call Emergency contacts They literally just Blow up my cell phone Until like Yeah And They show end. up the
0: next day But they didn't have Cell phones then
1: I know but I'm saying Like nowadays They just blow up Your cell phone well, like, They call like, But
0: I, I, they were probably Just calling her home
1: Yeah
0: Number like,
1: And the, fuck
0: the roommates you? Picked up So I don't They were probably Doing the same thing <laughs> Just without the cell phone
2: <laughs> Just one number yeah. and, Oh
0: That evening, when Linda still did not turn up, her parents called the police to report her missing. Um, The police did not really think anything of it. They were just like, ah, she's a college kid, like whatever. But then her roommates received three eerie silent phone calls. Mm -mm. Um, So the police came to search her room. When they pulled back the covers of her bed, they found blood on the sheets, like the fitted sheet, because there was no... Um, like oh, regular sheet, yeah. So something bad had happened. In more searching, Linda's nightgown had been hung up, and some of her clothes were missing. Um. So when basically Ted like changed her, so he took off her nightgown, put her in jeans and a t-shirt, wrapped her in the bed sheet, and then carried her away. And no one ever heard from her again.
2: That is the strangest thing to me. <laughs> like when they when they wash the body or they like pose the victim uh-huh. or uh-huh. like you, you killed him or her, like just fucking so can move on. I know. Like, why are you trying to care for it? <laughs>
0: um, March 12th, 1974, Donna Gail Manson, a 19 year old who was a student at Evergreen State College, left her dorm room around 7 PM to go to a jazz concert being held on campus. Donna wasn't a good student. She liked to party. She often missed class. Um, So when Donna... Hey, girl. (laughs) What's up, girl? And she was just like, kind of like fly by night. So when Donna didn't show up to the concert, her friends really didn't think anything of it because it was actually normal for Donna to bail on plans. And there were no cell phones. So it was just kind of like... (laughs) (laughs) Um, The stares at (laughs) Eileen how's your room is it clean (laughs) is your room clean are your clothes washed oh no I'm surprised you're here
2: oh my My gosh we're so lucky you guys we were like man we wish Eileen was here too much she had to clean her room
0: Because her friends were like, meh, it's just Donna. Fucking Donna. Um, I mean, uh, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> um, she wasn't reported missing until seven days later. Oh,
2: my God. Yeah. Okay. Oh I, God. I would 100% report you missing in 24 hours. <laughs> just rest assured. So. <laughs> seven fucking days? days?
1: Oh, my God.
2: Those are some shitty friends. Jesus <laughs> Christ.
0: <laughs> April 17th, 1974 Kathleen Clara Mm Diolivo. Yep, that's it um, Was leaving the library Around 10pm She started walking to her car when she heard Something drop on the ground behind her She turned around to see Ted Bundy trying to pick up Some books, his arm was in a sling So he was And so it begins Um, His arm was in a sling And so she approached him and asked if he needed help no he doesn't need your help why (laughs) she picked up the books and started following him to his car a brown volkswagen beetle Mm -hmm. the car was parked in a secluded dimly lit area immediately something came over her and she began to get nervous so like she basically was like here's your stuff and she just like quickly left yes queen quickly 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 (laughs) yes queen so she got away nothing happened my
2: like gut feeling would be like imagine being that person don't help him he's fine can you imagine being the person who helped
0: ted bundy and survived to tell this tale like offered
2: offered Crazy.
0: i know crazy right so ted was fucking pissed like all that fucking work
2: i feel bad for the next girl
0: All that fucking work. So, of course, he was like, "Uh uh-uh. This isn't... He searched for another girl. Mm -hmm. That same night, Mm 18-year-old Susan Elaine Rancourt, Rancourt disappeared on her way back from her dorm. So, the police department was now realizing they had a bigger problem on their hands. But no bodies had been found, so they were all just missing persons. But they were starting to see a pattern. Um, Ted on Ted's side He also had a type Young brunettes with their hair parted in the middle Oddly resembling Not her real name Stephanie
1: hmm. mm. Mm.
2: During I need to stop parting my hair down the middle <laughs> Once I dye it black, yeah. it black <laughs> to
0: Brown um, During this time people around him Started to notice a bit of a behavior Change not her real name, Liz said he was more moody and seemed preoccupied, and she actually thought that he was cheating. Nope, just killing people. Yeah,
1: he's <laughs> preoccupied
2: <laughs> he's next fucking victim.
0: Um, actually he was cheating too. Um, but I'll get into that a little yeah. bit later. But is it really
2: cheating?
0: <laughs> At this is point responsive. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, oddly enough, um, when he was cheating, he, actually cheating, like having the dual life between Stephanie and Liz, he was able to keep up the facade. Yeah. And when he's like not, quote unquote, not, he like, he starts to like
2: go. Well, yeah. Because then you're yeah. just worrying about like, am I going to get caught? Yeah. What yeah. am I going to do with his body? Et, cetera, um, et So with being up all night
0: chasing women to murder, he started missing work and appointments. Like he was just... He was a, he was a mess. And uh, I mean, if you think about it, he was the way he was before. Like he just reverted to how he was. May 6, 1974, 21 year old Roberta Kathleen Parks, also known as Kathy, was on a night walk on the campus of Oregon State University. She liked to walk at night when she needed to clear her head. Uh And, but that night she disappeared.
2: Get on a treadmill, girl.
0: (laughs) May 31st, 1974, Ted was at dinner with not her real name Liz and her parents. They went back to her place, but the whole time Ted just seemed like anxious to leave. Like he was just like, I don't want to be here. Like I need to leave. Um, That same night, 22 year old Brenda Carol Ball was out with friends at the Flame Tavern. The morning of June 1st, 1974, she left the bar and encountered Ted. He had went on the hunt after leaving not her real name Liz's place. So that's why he was anxious because he was like, I need to murder now. <laughs> I got a hankering and it's for murder.
2: <laughs> Can you like, oh, my ex-boyfriend like left our fucking dinner, but he just, he, he was so anxious. He had to go kill someone. You know, I know. Oh my God. She was... um abused
0: and murdered but because she also had a tendency of partying and being away she was not reported missing until you want to guess how long it took
2: oh my god i swear if it was a fucking month
0: no it wasn't a month
2: i don't know how long this one went 16 days later yes. <laughs> like that's a long fucking time i know it's like, over two a weeks really long time even at that time where there was no cell phones where you had to like on a that's a long fucking time.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. There's some fucked up friends and family. I know, right?
2: Right? And like teachers, isn't anybody looking for them? I Oregon State University, get your shit together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> June eleventh, nineteen seventy four. Eighteen year old University of Washington student George ann Hawkins was going to visit her boyfriend after attending a frat party. She was a smart one She rarely walked Sort of She, she rarely walked Alone at night Except for this one time <laughs> But tonight She decided to
2: And oh Not only did God. she decide
0: To walk there But she decided To take a shortcut Through an alley <laughs> I mean.
2: That's right Oh I hate this one
0: <laughs> so bad Um, she turned into the alley and saw a man with crutches struggling with a briefcase actually like um, one of the like documentary type things that I watched was him confessing to this murder and like telling the details of it and he says like he remembers like he was sitting there he sees her like turned the corner into the alley and he said that she like stopped Mm -hmm. like she kind of like stopped in her tracks looked at him and then just kept like coming towards him Mm -mm. so like she had that she had that like instinct of i shouldn't be here and i shouldn't be doing this and she didn't listen to it
2: that's honestly how i feel when i see any man right like not where i expect them to be yeah i'm like oh fuck yeah abort 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 mission (laughs) Uh,
0: so he, as she approached, he asked her to help him to his car and she agreed. Holding the briefcase, she started to make her way towards a Brown Volkswagen Beetle. Before she knew it, she was knocked unconscious with a crowbar. Ted then handcuffed her and loaded her in the passenger seat and drove away. At this time, she was still alive. He drove out to the middle of nowhere. Um, And this is all from his like confession is Mm -hmm. where I took like all of this information. So um, as he started taking her out of the car, she like began began to come to and she began to talk to him. Um, And when I was watching the interview, this is like where he visibly started to get like nervous and anxious was when he talked about her like coming to and actually talking to him. And basically, like, the moment that she became more human, he was like, uh, I don't like it. Uh-uh. So, um, it's he, so
2: he even, like, vi-
0: verbally said, like, wow, this is hard for me to talk about.
2: That's so weird to me that they don't recognize that. Yeah. It's just, like, an object that they have to, like, annihilate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. the strangest thing.
0: So, as she was talking, she became more lucid, um... I think that she was just saying anything to make herself seem more human to him, which is a smart thing to do if you find yourself in that position. Um, In the interview, he says he remembers her telling him that she had a Spanish test the next day and thought that he took her to tutor her for the Spanish test. Like, it was... She was just, like, grasping at straws. So, But eventually, he knocked her out again because he was like, I can't, like... Which was interesting. It's like, I can't kill someone who's yeah. still conscious. Like, and it's like, then you know that it's bad. Like,
2: yeah. Like how to do it. Like, that's come the, on. That's how bad it was. Like it had to be done. Like that craving, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Um. So eventually he knocked her out again, raped her and then strangled her with a cord. Um. By the time he was done, it was almost dawn and he said that as he left he would he remembers how nervous and scared he was like he was just like so nervous as he was driving like through the canyon he was just throwing everything out the windows that could link him
2: to the crime um including himself
0: <laughs> he would throw out the handcuffs the crutches like everything yeah. just threw it out and um he, and he's like saying all this, like, and he's like, I was so nervous, like, did I, like, basically, he was saying, like, he knew that he had done something wrong, and da 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 da. So and so stop. for a second, and it, I hate it because for a second you're like, ah, oh, a little bit of like, but then he says, he goes thinking about it now i'm mad because i threw everything out because two weeks later i had to buy all the things over again so it's but like did you, he went he went from like being like a little bit remorseful to like nope you're just fucking lying yeah like god damn it. and i like watched it happen i was like
2: oh my god god damn it past ted why did you throw all that shit away now this present ted has to buy all that stuff yeah
0: um so as he was throwing things out, he couldn't find one of her shoes. Like he threw one of her shoes out, but he couldn't find the other one. So that made him nervous. He didn't really remember if it was like still on her. Like he was just like, oh shit. Like if it's still in the car, like I want it out of the yeah. car. Um, so the next day he went back to the site to check it out. And by this time there were police like everywhere. So he was like watching the police like search around the area. Um. So then he went back to the parking lot where he had first abducted her, where he found the shoe <gasps> and two hoop earrings. Stop. Yeah. And with police driving past, he calmly collected them and continued on his way. I don't remember that. Yeah.
2: That's ballsy. Yeah. Oh Smart. fuck! Right, Bella. I mean, that's such he a list. He was just risk, like, "Doo doo doo." This is oh, these are just this is
0: my shoe.
1: <laughs> oh, where are my hoop earrings? Damn
0: Gosh, it. I missed those. And so, also, can we just for a moment? He hit her so hard, her hoop earrings fell out of her fucking head.
1: I mean, I've been drunk up to where they fall out of my ear. Jesus, They're not Christ. really secure.
2: Well, Did you lose both and a shoe?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean probably not actually, in the same yeah, night <laughs> <laughs> all right listen i got drunk one time i passed out of my car i woke up and my fucking knee-high doc martin's shoes were off and my contacts were out of my eyes and i oh don't recall God. any of them.
2: those are so. some good times he
0: was also nervous because he had used the same ruse two weeks earlier to try and pick up a girl in front of the same frat house he encountered Hawkins. So he was like, oh, fuck. So with this one, they got all the way to his car and all of a sudden he changed his mind.
2: Yeah. Is it just not the right one? I don't think
0: so. And he let her go. So yeah, he was like, oh, and he literally was just like, okay, thank you.
2: He takes his hand out of the sling. He's like, "Bye." (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh
0: "Oh my my god. God. Um. So he was nervous that the girl would say something about her encounter, and eventually, she actually did to the police.
2: So, like, because everything else was happening. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like it was
0: like that. His ruse, especially once his ruse became like more and more popular, she was like, "Oh." (laughs) First, can you imagine like hearing that and going like oh, oh my he let God. me go
2: how? I feel so upset like what was wrong with me why didn't you kill me? <laughs> He'd be upset. You know
0: Wow well, of course he would
2: Was I not good enough to Was my part not straight enough? Like what is happening?
0: <laughs> so July 14th 1974 it was a sunny day So, everyone was outside going to Lake Sammamish Uh State Park. Uh Janice Ann Ott was no exception. She went.
2: What is it again?
0: Janice Ann Ott.
2: No, the name of the thing?
0: Sammamish.
1: Oh, I thought I read it completely wrong. Are you sure they're saying like there's some Amish there?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's Sam Amish.
2: It's Amish. Unless Janine's saying it and it's just big. <laughs> god damn it.
0: Oh my god. Um, she went to the beach on her bike, set up a spot, and began to sunbathe and enjoy the summer.
2: For the last time of her life.
0: Which, first of all, you're at the it just Don't go to the beach. It's don't go outside. horrible. Um, as she was lying there, a man sat next to her who had his arm in a sling. He started talking to her and asked her if she would help him unload a sailboat from his car.
1: You know, I keep sailboats in my car, too. So <laughs> I would like
2: some help. Why? <laughs> Why would you ask a pretty little girl for help moving a goddamn boat? After everything
0: happened, as Boats police and
1: were... Boats both hosts.
0: Boats and, house. <laughs> Boats and um, house um after interviewing people eight different women reported a man by the name of Ted asking them the same thing but all of them denied him except
2: for Ott and then you use your your name I know he always used his real name See you can't, can't stupid have it
0: all. there it is there's the stupid they went to his car and she disappeared so after he basically like did his thing with janice and ott he was like you know what it's still it the day's still young yeah i can so just so much more time so much more time um so he went back to the beach <laughs> and so i think her name was denise nesland i have like it is just like le- the last name nesland um She was, like, at the beach with her friends. They were drinking, doing drugs, like, all the fun stuff, you know? And so she got up to go to the bathroom... And as she was coming out of the bathroom, is when she met Ted, and he approached her with the same ruse. And she was like, oh, yeah, "I, I can help you. You're She's hot. Like oh my god, me. you're hot." <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, the last girl didn't help you. helps me for help. Oh my god, you're so hot.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes of course. <laughs> um, uh, or at least that's what like I I imagine happened. You no, know? she for sure. Said yeah, that. yeah. Um, and she for sure said that fucking
2: there, you know she said it. Well she taught me in a dream.
0: <laughs> Creep. <laughs> um so of course he also did the whole and it was it, it was worked. it was always the same, like beat her unconscious, rape her, strangle her. Like that was dispose the um dispose of the body. So even though they had no bodies, they, oh, they were knew there was dangerous a dangerous person. Yeah. Um, so and something wasn't good. Um, through all of the interactions that they've collected, um, they got a description of this person using this ruse and posted a sketch in the newspaper calling out that this person was possibly named Ted, because the genius moron used his real name um ted's own girlfriend not her real name liz and co-worker ann rule called in and reported ted as a potential suspect but um ted being a clean-cut law student it just Mm -hmm. didn't fall to the top of their suspect list
2: would you do that
0: what call in Uh uh-huh If you thought it was your boyfriend or coworker Um, I'd have to like really feel it I mean I'd have to be basically certain I'd probably do a little amateur sleuthing On my own first (laughs) Cause I would feel so horrible If like I had it wrong So I'd want it to be pretty solid
2: As much as I would love to be that like Discovery person I don't know if I I don't know if I would Delve so deep into like I need to know 100% i can't i don't even know i can't even imagine i just live in denial of everything so i'm like "Ah, i don't think so yeah
0: i can't even imagine (laughs) but um so because of this ted was feeling the heat and knew his time in washington was coming to an end so he decided to move to utah he again enrolled in the university of utah law school Liz, not her real name, Liz, did not go with him, but they kept up their relationship even though he was still cheating on her and dating other women. So, not only was he murdering people, he was cheating on her, and she suspected that he was a murderer. But I love him. But she loved him, and he can change for me. No, bitch. They don't. They don't don't change
2: change. for anybody.
0: Just get a good one. They're trash. September 7th, 1974, the remains of Ott and Nesland and an unidentified woman were found um, near Lake Sammamish State Park. Um, So these were the first bodies that were found. So, like, after all of the, like, missing people, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, we finally have bodies. But that it was like, I'm sure it was like bittersweet because it's like, okay, we're getting somewhere in, like, the cases and stuff, but then it's like, yeah. oh fuck! So they are getting murdered, <laughs> you know. Like because with that, because like, you, I mean, you, c- I guess deep down, you always hope that like all of these missing women are just. But that's safe. so long. Like I unless know.
2: they're all being know. Into, like, a know. I basement. know, but you never know. You know, I do know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> so Bundy
0: later confessed that the the unidentified woman's remains were the remains of George Ann Hawkins. Um. Um. But the remains were never confirmed, um,
2: like DNA or whatever.
0: Yeah. But um, this did confirm that they indeed had a serial killer on their hands. So they were like, "Oh fuck." October second, nineteen seventy four. Sixteen year old Nancy Wilcox was abducted. She was dragged into a wooded area in Capitol Reef National Park, where she was killed. Her remains have never been found.
2: That is crazy to me.
0: The remains, there, there's a lot of them. No, I know. Yeah, like he hit them real, real good.
2: But it's, it's not
0: like California. I feel like we always, yeah, that take so true. like our references from what we know. Yeah, and here, no fucking way. I mean, I guess there is a fucking way in the desert and stuff, but, but yeah. I mean, thinking about like out there and so would it in all the places that he went from you know i guess in that way he was washington oregon
1: utah Utah, florida places that i don't usually drive in like i'll look around and i'll be like oh that's a good spot to hide Mm a body i think as
0: i'm driving through somewhere i'll be like oh fuck if i got murdered like
2: See, no always, think about,
1: like if I got murdered, I'd be like, oh like If I need to dispose. If someone disposed of a body right there, nobody would ever know. People Mm-mm. pass through here all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not like anyone's gonna notice it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm
2: just like She's worried about getting murdered. You're like somebody can, and I'm like, oh no, I would totally <laughs> yeah. dump a body here. <laughs> That's what I think. Or like if I see a bag like on the mm-hmm. side of the road, or like a rolled up uh, oh, yeah. blanket or something, I'm like, yeah, there's totally a body in there. But I'm in a rush because I'm always late, so I can't stop. I guess I'm never gonna be that person to find a fucking body.
0: <laughs> one day, Jane. One day. Don't worry. That's all I want. It's gonna happen.
2: I find my body when I die. I just want to be the quote unquote local woman stumbles upon, and it's never gonna happen.
0: Hey, will. I have faith in you. Don't, don't you know?
1: Don't sell your Don't so big. Don't. <laughs>
0: October 18, 1974, 17-year-old Melissa Smith, the daughter of a local police chief. What are the fucking odds? I know. That's ballsy. Well, I don't think he knew. That's the thing. With all of these people, it was just like, oh, there's one. They were just random. Yeah. Um, She was abducted while leaving a pizza parlor. Her body was found nine days after her abduction, close to where she had been last seen. She had been raped and strangled. October thirty first, <laughs> October thirty first, nineteen seventy four. Seventeen year old Laura Aim was abducted after leaving a Halloween party. Nearly a month later, her naked, beaten, and strangled body was found by hitchhikers. Oh my god! November eighth. Go the there are a oh lot god. of hitchhikers, like up in this time period. Yeah, that's true. It was a thing. Um, November eighth, nineteen seventy four. Eighteen year old Carol Duranche was approached by Ted, who was posing as a police officer. <gasps> New ruse. I know. That's
2: bold as well.
0: Right. He told her someone had tried to break into her car and asked her asked her to accompany her to the police. Sta- accompany him to the police station.
2: It's a good one, though. Not if you imagine yourself in that position. That's what I don't like. About yeah, but shit. I know. She's a queen. Another one. When she approached his car,
0: a brown Volkswagen Beetle, she had a red flag go up. Wait, you're a police officer. i This is a red of- Are you undercover? She got in the car, but refused to buckle her seatbelt. Okay. Breaking the law, I like (laughs) it. (laughs) When Ted tried to put handcuffs on her, she put up quite a struggle and he ended up putting both of the loops of the handcuffs on one wrist. Idiot. (laughs) Whoops. Um, This was her chance to get away. She opened the door and tumbled out onto the highway. Um, As she tumbled out Ted had grabbed the crowbar and swung but missed her as she was diving out. Can you just?
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, that's so, that's like truly escaping death. The queen, you know what I mean? Got away. Like, that just wasn't her time. No. But, guys, what
0: does Ted do when his murders don't go right? Right.
2: Try again. Dust yourself off and try again. Read my next line.
1: Stop it. Where? (laughs) Listen, Aaliyah. I was going to start singing
2: when I saw her face with such concern. Oh, my God. So what does he do? (laughs) Read your next line. He
0: dusts himself (laughs) off and tries again. All right. We need to stop this again. (laughs) It's a good lesson for the kids, though. I mean... What Never give up. Fall, t-
2: fall down five times, get up six.
0: Yeah. So Ted remembered that Viewmont High School was hosting a school musical that night. He drove to the school and parked in the parking lot. He scanned the lot and then went inside the auditorium. Yeah. He approached the drama teacher and a student, asking them to come out to the parking lot to identify a car. Why would you even like? It's um, like what? Entertain what entertain that? But request? Yeah. Well, they both declined. They were both like, "Um, no, no weirdo." So, seventeen-year-old student Deborah Kent had to pick up her brother, so she left the play at intermission. She got up and left the auditorium, and Ted knew that this was when he needed to make his move. He followed her out, knocked her unconscious, and took her in his car. This is like the most diabolical part. He then returned to the auditorium so people would see him again after Deborah left. Like,
2: what? Insane. Psycho. Who thinks, like, smart. No, that's just crazy.
0: When interviewed, the drama teacher said she remembered seeing him close to the end of the play, but this time he was out of breath. His hair was messed up and his shirt slightly untucked. All of a sudden. Deborah Kent's body was never recovered. Um, outside the auditorium, investigators found a key that looked like it belonged to handcuffs. Hmm. The key, of course, unlocked the handcuffs from Terol- Carol Durant's wrists. So they knew that it was the same person. So his like, like they're so his stint close. in the auditorium, like Oh, I didn't do it. Like was like completely blown by him leaving the key there. Like completely. Like the disappearances and murders in Utah began to get pressed, So it was again time for Ted to move on. But now Washington, Oregon, and Utah were living in fear, not knowing when or where this unknown Ted would strike again. Ted moved on to Colorado, January twelfth, nineteen seventy-five. Twenty-three-year-old nurse Karen Aileen. I'm going to go with Aileen because that when it's an A, I always... Aileen. But even though... Yeah. Karen Aileen Campbell was on vacation with her fiance and his children. Karen had left a magazine in the room that she wanted. So she was like, I'll go up to get it. Um, you stay with the kids in the lobby and then I'll just meet you in the lobby. As she stepped out of the elevator... Uh, Ted Whoa I just got really Valley all of a sudden As she stepped out Of the elevator <laughs> That was horrible I not even hear it. Oh my god That was so bad As she stepped out Of the elevator Ted was there Waiting for her Her body was found On February 17th 1975 It was like All frozen over Like it was outside So Between March 1st And 3rd 1975 The jawbones And skulls Of Healy Rancart Parks And Ball Were found Bundy later revealed that Donna Manson's remains were also there, but they were never found. So just the jawbones. That's really weird. I mean, I'm sure animals had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is like, it was always like in the wilderness and yeah. stuff, so. But, yeah. Um, March 15th, 1975, ski instructor Julie Cunningham disappeared from Vail, Colorado, Colorado. So that was assumed to be one of his. April 6th, 1975, Denise Olive oliverson was approached by a man on crutches so whoa yeah. sling now to crutches um he it's asked like
2: the policeman <laughs> thing didn't work so. i know
0: he asked her to help him carry some ski boots to his car at least that's like at least it makes sense um kind of why are you on crutches yeah. and eating ski boots but whatever um ted then clubbed with a crowbar and immobilized her with handcuffs and strangled her the classic Nah. May 6, 1975, L- Lynette Culver went missing in Idaho from her junior high school. June 28, 1975, um, he returned to Utah where Susan Curtis vanished. And the bodies of Cunningham, Culver, Curtis, and Olver- Oliverson... I cannot say Oliverson? that. Oliverson? Oliverson, thank you. ...have never been found. During this time, investigators back in Washington... We're trying to prioritize their suspects. The person who was coming up on multiple lists was Theodore Robert Bundy. He was one of 25 people that showed up on four lists. His case file was second on the list to be investigated. Then the phone rings and a call from Utah was on the other line. Uh-uh. Basically, it was them saying like, hey, we also have a TED. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, Fuck. Yep. Oh, fuck. Um, August 16th, 1975, Ted Bundy was arrested for failure to stop for a police officer. See? I can't. Fucking dumb. After searching the car, they found a ski mask, crowbar, handcuffs, trash bags, ice pick, and other items that were thought by police to be burglary tools. They they wouldn't think that, you know, he's murdering people. I mean... Ted explained that? that he needed the mask for skiing... Okay. And found the handcuffs in a dumpster. Right. As you do. And you just pick them up and... Yeah. And all the rest of the stuff. Meh. Detective Jerry Thompson connected Ted and his Volkswagen to the Durant kidnapping and the missing girls and searched his apartment. During the search, they found a brochure of Colorado ski resorts with a checkmark by the Wildwood Inn where Karen Campbell had disappeared. Ted was brought in for a lineup where he was identified by quote-unquote officer... Identified as quote-unquote Officer Roseland and the man lurking the night that Debbie Kent disappeared. March 1st, 1976, Ted was convicted of the DeRanche kidnapping and was sentenced to 15 years. Colorado authorities were pursuing murder charges so Ted was extradited to there to stand trial. So he was um, the... The um, kidnapping for Durant was in Utah, and so now he's going to face his charges in Colorado. <laughs> Bad move. June 7th, 1977, in preparation for a hearing in the Karen Campbell murder trial, Ted was taken to the Pitkin County Courthouse in Aspen, Colorado. During a recess, he was allowed to visit the courthouse library. While in the library, Ted jumped out of the building from a second-story window and escaped. During the jump, he sprained his right ankle. Even with the sprained ankle, he started to escape with a run, but eventually toned it down to a stroll where he went through the small town of Aspen Mountain.
2: Can I just say, at this time, wasn't it did, hadn't he built like a rapport with the security or like the prison guard? Uh yeah. And that's I mean, why like he had that privilege. Yeah. He
0: just used you his manipulation the whole time. Yeah.
2: With a fucking in Oh yeah. Well,
0: he was just so like likable. Like everyone who met him, like just liked him even like when i get onto um the detectives who would investigate or who would talk to him and do interviews with him um while he was on death row like they were like you know like he's so likable yeah and but then he does like little things that you're like no you're a fucking murderer (laughs) and a horrible person yeah made it to the top of Aspen Mountain. He rested for a couple days in a hunting cabin. This allowed him to lay low and rest his sprained ankle. When he decided to keep moving, he lost his sense of direction and missed the trail that he wanted to take that would take him down to the town of Crested Butte. At one time while wandering, he came across a gun-toting citizen who was one of the ones searching for Ted on Aspen Mountain. Fuck. Ted being the charmer that he was Talked his way Out of it
2: Out of somebody that was Looking specifically for For him him. You couldn't make this shit up If you tried
0: You know what you can't make up if you tried The next stupid move that he fucking does June 13th 1977 Ted stole a car (laughs) He found on the mountain But where I mean where else would you take the car but through the town where everyone's fucking looking for you.
2: I mean, you know, he was ex-
0: expecting a parade. Yeah, I put, he had a stroke of stupid <laughs> and drove back to Aspen, Colorado. Yeah. There's no other explanation. Even more stupid. Okay, so he's driving through the town. They're not looking for that car, right?
1: Was he like honking the horn and be like, I'm Ted Bundy. <laughs>
0: Almost. <laughs> Probably. So, no, but he was driving around with dimmed headlights and weaving in and out of the lane. So, of Ain't course... nobody got time to
2: be in one lane, Kyle. He
0: got pulled over. They recognized him and took him back to jail. Yeah. I'm sure those cops were like, Really? Really, dude? Like, you were fucking gone. Like, what the fuck are you doing back here? <laughs> or you do you think... I wonder... Job. Do you think it was maybe, like, some of the people who worked with him in the jail and they be like... Bro, where have you been? (laughs) We've been fucking looking for
2: you, man. Were you furloughed? (laughs) We missed you. Where'd you go? How was it? (laughs) You were in the mountains? Oh my God. Sounds great. So at this time, he had been away for six days. (laughs) He had to go
0: back. Not even a week. No. It was time to figure out another escape plan um so ted was now being held at glenwood springs colorado jail where he was awaiting his trial he had acquired a hacksaw blade who he claimed was from another prison inmate and he also acquired five hundred dollars cash but we don't know how he got that
2: Uh, it was like in the car
0: yeah something like that over a two-week period he sawed through the welds holding a small metal plate in the ceiling He basically starved himself so he could lose weight. (laughs) I love this. So he could lose weight so he was small enough to fit through the hole and access the crawl space above. Love it. Oh, even better. An informant told the prison guards he had heard Ted moving around the ceiling during the nights before his escape, but the matter was not investigated. No, not Ted. It's not.
2: Ted the Ted wouldn't escape. do that. He's
0: like base. he's like losing so much weight. I think he's sick. He wouldn't get just up there. Get he can't like pull him up. What there. month
2: is this? Uh December. Yeah. Get it ready for June. Oh <laughs> Ted. <laughs> Literally.
0: So December twenty third, nineteen seventy seven, the judge for the Karen Campbell murder trial would start would say um would <laughs> <laughs> Explained that the trial would start on January 9th and change the venue to Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. So Ted was like, Oh fuck, all this work. Yeah. Um, so he knew it was now or never. He had to make his escape before he was transferred. December thirtieth, nineteen sixty-seven, Ted dressed warm, packed books and files under his blanket to make it look like he was sleeping. He went up the hole into the crawlspace, crawled to a spot directly over the jailer's linen closet. The jailer and his wife were out for the evening, so he dropped into their apartment and walked out the door. Ted was free, but was on foot in the cold Colorado night. He stole a car, but it stalled out in the mountains. He was stuck in the middle of a blizzard, but another driver came along. He hitchhiked and gave him a ride to Vail. I mean, the driver didn't know, you know. Um, From there, he caught the bus to Denver and boarded the TWA 855 AM flight to Chicago. December 31st, 1977, the jail guards finally noticed that Ted was gone 17 hours after his escape.
2: Don't they do checks like every... Oh, God, oh, Ted's again. sleeping. Don't wake him. Don't wake him. Don't wake him. He's just sleeping. He's obviously there. Yeah. Ted was already
0: in Chicago by the time that they even realized that he was missing. Nice. After arriving in Chicago, he caught a train to Ann Arbor, Michigan. So he was just like, boom, 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 moving. I'm going. Uh, not going to make that mistake again.
2: I love that somebody fresh out of prison travels more than myself that works. Oh, Yeah for a living I
0: know. Like, with
2: a on $500 can we just can we just I'm so upset with him right now
0: January is not because he murdered people no. because of his traveling.
2: traveling
0: January 2nd 1978 he went to um that's not a word Kylie <laughs> what did you write Avar? <laughs> <laughs> a bar it's a bar <laughs> <laughs>
2: her face was so excited it's a bar january 2nd
0: 1978 he went to a bar Mm -hmm. and watched the university of washington huskies his alma mater beat michigan in the rose bowl he then stole a car which got him to atlanta georgia where he boarded a bus oh my god by all of the travel January 8th, 1978 He arrived in Tallahassee, Florida Florida (laughs) Florida He rented a room under the alias Chris Hagen He continued to do petty crimes like shoplifting Shoplifting? shoplifting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've never heard of shoplifting (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of (laughs) shoplifting (laughs) 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 Shoplifting (laughs) Purse snatching and auto theft he stole a student ID card that belonged to Kenneth Misner and sent it away for copies of the kid's social security card and birth certificate. I mean, this is the 70s, so. True. I know. We're, we're, I, when I was writing, I was like, how in the fucking world? Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, Ted grew a mustache and drew a fake mole on his right cheek when he went out. But other than that, he didn't do anything else to disguise himself.
2: Okay, so I'm sure
0: he still wore the turtlenecks.
2: A lot of people <laughs> like a lot of the the thing of like how he wasn't caught was that he was like uh he looked different all the time. And I guess now in retrospect, like I see all his different mugshots, I'm like, he looks the fucking same. He looks the same. Like I still see the same yeah. person. No. Um so that's why I was like Facial hair him, can I guess, but
0: I think it, it's definitely more the hopping around. I know I look different when I have my mustache growing. Yeah, you Me totally too. do. But
2: like his nose and his eyes, like this here is so like, mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody that looks like him. Except like for Zach Efron. Well, even that, like his eyes, I think are so much better. Prettier than Ted Bundy's, but like you
0: still partay. <laughs> but
2: like this here, like no matter what facial hair, like regular yeah. hair he had, I, it's Ted Bundy. I yeah, yeah, I still see it. Yeah,
0: Ted once tried to find work at a construction site, but when the personnel officer asked for Ted's driver's license, Ted walked away, and this was his only attempt at job hunting. I wonder if like this was one of another one of his like tries to be like oh if I work at a construction site maybe I can dump bodies in there
2: oh yeah
0: because especially because it was his only attempt at job hunting true. like obviously he needed money but I just I just find it odd
2: that it would be that out of everything. yeah place. yeah I guess that's true
0: as and well. I could see him thinking that totally.
2: way mm-hmm.
0: you know like thinking trying to be like a step ahead of where obviously like he's like oh they know I hide people like in the wilderness so I'm gonna try and change my MO type thing and see if Maybe I can get away stop with it. Killing people. <laughs> no.
2: Maybe that's, that's stupid, them, Janine. God. January 15th,
0: 1978, on Super Bowl Sunday, Ted entered Florida State University Kai Omega sorority house at approximately 3 a.m. It's not Chi Are you being serious? Or Chai? So- Is it Kai? It's usually Kai, yeah.
2: I read that whole book wrong. <clears throat>
0: Ted entered Florida State University Chi Omega sorority house at approximately 3 a.m. He bludgeoned and strangled Lisa Levy and Margaret Bauman, who were sleeping in their rooms. He also bludgeoned Karen Chandler and Kathy Kleiner. This took only a half an hour. Efficiency.
2: The horrors that
0: went on in that 30 minutes. Damn. Right? And, I mean, it had been two years since he killed anyone. Oh, he made up. So that. this was like, he exploded. Literally. Yeah. Um, also, that night, Ted broke into another home a few blocks away, clubbing and severely injuring Cheryl Thomas. So he was just like,
2: <laughs> boom, on one, boom, yeah. boom
0: february 9th 1978 ted traveled to lake city florida where he abducted raped and murdered 12 year old kimberly leach so this was, i believe his youngest victim was 12 years old
2: fact that That urge is like so strong Uh uh-huh like it's literally uncontrollable
0: Mm -hmm. he has no control over it
2: incredible He disposed of
0: her body under a small pig shed. February 12th, 1978. Happy birthday, mom. Um, Ted stole another Volkswagen Beetle, which I find super... He's just like, oh my god, I miss that car. (laughs) Um, And left Tallahassee, heading west across the Florida Panhandle. February 15th, 1978. Just after 1 a.m., Ted Bundy was stopped by Pensacola police Um, Officer David Lee Checking on the license plate The vehicle came up as stolen Um, (laughs) Ted fought with the police officer Before he was subdued So he was like I am not doing this again
2: Well then stop killing people
0: (laughs) (laughs) And stealing cars He took the unknown suspect to jail So at this point He didn't know He was Ted Bundy Obviously On the way to jail Ted said to him, I wish you had killed me. Can you imagine when the police officer just going like, dude, you just stole a car. Like, you need oh to calm, me, calm your tits, How okay? At booking, he gave the identity of Ken Misner and presented the stolen identification, but... The Florida Department of Law Enforcement made a positive fingerprint identification early the next day. He was immediately transported to Tallahassee and charged with the Tallahassee and Lake murders. He was later taken to Miami to stand trial for the Chi Omega murders. June 1979, Ted went to trial for the Chi Omega murders. Ted had five... court appointed lawyers but he insisted on acting as his own attorney of and even cross-examined witnesses including the police officer who had discovered margaret Bauman's body can you imagine being cross-examined by like, the person that you're testifying against that has to be like against all his form of rules lost
2: it <laughs>
0: like, what is happening what in the world? There were two crucial pieces of evidence in the Kai um, Omega, uh, uh, like murder case. So, Kai Omega member Nita Neri um, got back to the house very late that night, and after a date, and saw Ted leaving the house, and identified him in court. So she had to identify him to him, basically. <laughs> like it's just um, I can't. Can
2: you identify the person?
0: It's It's you, you, bro. (laughs) You're talking to me right now. Um, Next, Ted bit Lisa Levy in her left buttocks. Um, I know. Did you see this
2: photo? No. Did I send it to you? No. Okay.
0: Um, Leaving obvious bite marks, police took plaster casts of Bundy's teeth and a forensics. A forensics. (laughs) 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 can Are you okay? No. We're <laughs> for-
2: almost there.
0: And a forensics expert matched them to the photographs of Levy's wound. Ted was convicted on all counts and sentenced to death. Dade County Circuit Court Judge Edward D. Cowart gave him the verdict. And I quote It is ordered that you be put to death by a current of electricity, that current be passed through your body until you are dead. Take care of yourself, young man. I say that to you sincerely Take care of yourself please It is an utterly It is an utter tragedy for this court To see such a total waste of humanity As I've experienced in this courtroom You're a bright young man You've You've had made A good lawyer You would have made a good lawyer And I would have loved to have you practice In front of me But you went another way partner take care of yourself I don't feel any animosity toward you I want you to know that once again take care of yourself so even after he was sentenced and the verdict like I, I just I would have been like fuck you he's still I hope you're well everyone was done. still
2: enamored by him Jesus like, <laughs> that's insane I know that's dumb. I hate him. Like, what's his name? I hate him so much.
0: Judge Edward D. Cowart.
2: God damn it, Edward. In
0: 1980, Ted was tried for the Kimberly Leach murder. She was the 12-year-old. In this evidence were in this. Uh, listen, we're going to take a moment. We're going to collect ourselves, and we're going to keep going. You got this.
2: Because I'm almost you're so done. close.
0: In this case, the evidence was fibers found in his van that matched Leach's clothing and an eyewitness. That was right. Right?
2: It didn't sound right, <laughs> nice, but I think it was. I
1: don't know. I think you said witness. When, I, just, I get a witness? <laughs> I
2: get a witness?
0: <laughs> so so an eyewitness that saw him leading Leach away from the school. Ted was convicted on all counts and t- sentenced to death during the Kimberly Leach trial. Ted married former co-worker Carol Ann Boone, so he uh, is this was another thing that I wasn't able to dig into as much as I wanted to.
2: It's infuriating, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> but I'm just going to leave it at that because there's just... I'm telling you guys, this could be like five hours.
2: Guilty, guilty, <laughs> like guilty, bludgeoned, strangled, raped. Oh, but he's so charming. I so cute. He's so cute.
0: So... He married former co-worker Carol Ann Boone in the courtroom While questioning her on the
1: stand How fucking romantic, right?
2: I mean, yes, but I'm still upset
1: (laughs) After you see Uh Theodore Bundy Committing this murder? I did not Do you take (laughs) (laughs) I do
2: (laughs) That I do, yes
0: (laughs) After some conjugal visits Boone became pregnant Oh yeah October 1982 Boone gave birth to a daughter 1986 Boone and the daughter Moved back to Washington And never returned to Florida Her whereabouts And those of Ted do- Ted's daughter Are unknown
1: Can you imagine being Ted Bundy's daughter? I'm surprised she hasn't come
2: I wonder if she even knows I
0: don't think she even knows
2: yeah. I, I-
0: Girl If you're out there and you're listening, and you have that gut feeling that you know you know what I'm talking about. The one that not her real name Liz had, mm-hmm. the real you
1: know before before you your know mama. Who your father was, and you were born in what year?
0: October 1982. In in Florida,
1: and you ended up moving to Washington. Washington. Give us a call. You it's you, girl. Seven seven cash now. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> no, girl. Your settlement, girl.
1: Oh This is a long episode. I right know. Sorry.
2: And she cut out so much. I did. Right. Sorry, mine short. Mine super short.
1: Four and a half pages short.
0: Oh my god, totally how many pages so. I can yeah. while awaiting execution in Stark prison, um, which is ran by Tony Stark, Iron Man. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ted stayed in the cell next to fellow serial killer Otis Tool for those who listened to our laws episode he was responsible for the murder of Adam Walsh which is the reason we have code Adam today so if you don't go back and listen to that episode and learn all about that dude but it was basically like oh my god let's have a sleepover let's be roommates we're gonna be together
2: how did you kill that kid oh tell me how you killed that kid and I'll tell you how I killed this Mm -hmm, kid what the
0: FBI profiler Robert K. Ressler Met with Ted as part of his work Interviewing serial killers What a fun job Dream right. job He found Ted uncooperative And manipulative
2: What? Surprise
0: Surprise! I don't believe it He would only speak in the third person And in hypothetical terms <laughs> During the same time Ted would also meet With special agent William of the FBI's Behavioral Sciences Unit.
2: (sighs) Another great job.
0: Um, Ted was different with him. Ted confided in him and at one point called him his best friend.
2: Aww. BFFs.
0: Cue the like cute like introductory like television show. Like (laughs) da da da. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um eventually, Ted confessed many of the details of the murders that he had until then been unknown or that had until then been unknown or unconfirmed. Um,
2: I wonder if he did that like um Eileen Warno when he's like, I just need to get right with God or if he did it like narcissistic narcissistically because I'll you know, oh,
0: just wait. October 1984, Ted contacted Detective Bob Keppel and offered to assist in the ongoing search for the Green River Killer by providing his own insights and analysis. So So fucking kind. Thank you, sir. Because... The people who You know Are just Doing this As their jobs Aren't you know Good enough for it It's
2: terrible That this man Continues to murder Oh it's so bad Yes him. please Keppel
0: and the Green River Task Force Detective Dave Reichart Traveled to Florida's Death Row To interview T- Ted Bundy Both detectives stated that these interviews did not help in their investigation, but they provided greater insight into Bundy's own mind and were primarily pursued in the hope of learning the details of unsolved murders, which was suspected of committing
2: really quick. If anybody, I'm like 90% sure that this exists. If anybody wants to gift me a green river task force jacket that I believe was made for the task force. Uh, go ahead and ask me for my P.O. box and I will gladly give it to you. Thank you very much. Goodbye.
0: 1988, Ted's appeals were exhausted. He had successfully pushed his execution back three times. The first one was set for March 4th, 1986. Then it was pushed to July 2nd, 1986. And finally, it was pushed to November 18th, 1986. And then it was going to be pushed again. So the next date that was given, that was it. Like, he was done. He had no more appeals with his appeals, exhausted. Ted once again, contacted Keppel. Um, They met when they met Ted confessed to eight official unsolved murders in Washington state for which he had been the prime suspect. Ted told Couple that there were actually five bodies left on Taylor Mountain, not four, as they had originally thought. Ted Shit. confessed in detail to the murder of George Ann Hawkins, which was the interview that I watched, describing elements of the crime that only the murderer would know. Like, the way her pants were kept up. Like, she she was so thin, she kept up her pants with, like, a safety pin. Oh. And, like, he mentioned, like, that stuff. And they're like, you know, the stuff Nobody that was never released. Know, yeah. Keppel said after this time speaking to Ted that he was shocked and described him as born to kill. For sure. So this is what, this is his words. Um, he described the Issaquah crime scene where Janice Ott, Denise Nasland, and Georgian Hawkins had been left and it was almost like he was just there. Like he was seeing everything. He was infatuated with the idea because he had spent so much time there. He is just totally consumed with murder all the time. And it's true, like, he like the it, the way he was describing where he left her body like it was so, like he was like oh yeah and then you make a left at this tree well, yeah and it's like
2: it's like you're reliving such it great so moments weird in life you know yeah
0: yeah, such great moments
2: like he's so yeah he's so happy and i wouldn't say like proud but i think he definitely feels he, like he gets joy out of it yeah yeah Ted hoped so. the
0: The confessions that he was giving were kind of like partial confessions. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't giving all of the information. It was it was like just enough, yeah, to get you interested. Um, Ted hoped that these partial confessions that he provided to Keppel would get another stay of his execution or get his sentence changed to life imprisonment.
2: And see, that just makes no fucking sense to me because you tell the cop, "I wish you would have killed me," and yet you're appealing, you're fu- well, you're pushing your date. Like he goes back and forth. Just fucking
0: um uh, like the shit you did dude i uh, in the interview that i watched um he said he wanted to help the families and his own families and that was the reason for him wanting to confess he said oh, he was sure everyone you. is interested in why he did it and i quote he said i know i am
2: i'm sure you fucking are <laughs>
0: But he said he doesn't want to confess without being able to have time to provide all of the details. He said all he needed was an extra 60 to 90 days to extend his life and go over everyone. So no, it was all for selfish reasons.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: That's such a scam too. like, and also, if you want to know, don't kill me. This part makes my blood boil. So he said he wanted to help the families. And yet, At one point, a legal advocate working for Ted asked many of the families of the victims to fax letters to Florida Governor Robert Martinez and ask for mercy for Ted in order to find out where the remains of their loved ones were. All of the families refused. Oh, my God. How fucking horrible do you have to be
2: He's just self fucking centered, narcissistic piece of shit. Like,
0: <laughs> like what it's the, in same the world? Person
2: that would represent themselves in their <laughs> yeah, murder Yeah, child. yeah,
0: yeah. So both of these failed, and Ted was executed on schedule. The night before his execution, he gave an interview <laughs> on the third schedule. <laughs> on the fourth, actually. Um, He gave an interview to the head of the evangelical Christian organization Focus on the Family. During the interview, Ted made repeated claims as to the pornographic roots of his crimes. He stated that while pornography did not cause him to commit the murder, the conception of violent pornography helped shape and mold his violence into behavior too terrible to describe.
2: If that was the case, there'd be... Millions of 10 bucks. Right? So that's a fucking cop out. So, a quote from this interview that he said,
0: You are going to kill me, and that will protect society from me. But out there are many, many more people who are addicted to pornography, and you are doing nothing about that.
2: <laughs> okay. No, yeah, they are. They're charging for it now.
0: <laughs> God, stupid oh my gosh so obviously this was just another ploy I think well, yeah, I think sure. this was a ploy to make people go like oh he realizes that what his uh to- um, he was telling them what they wanted to hear. Exactly, he's and realizing
2: what you want to hear. Yeah, that's what he's fucking. Yeah. To say. So this Especially was his
0: last me. attempt at manipulation.
2: Religious man.
0: Mm-hmm. January twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine, at seven oh six a.m. Theodore Robert Bundy was executed in the electric chair at Florida State Prison um, in Stark, Florida. Owned by Iron Man. His <laughs> last words were, "I'd like to." I'd like you to give my love to my family and friends.
1: Okay.
2: All right. I dig it.
0: At 7.16 a.m., Ted was pronounced dead. Several hundred people were gathered outside the prison and cheered when he was pronounced dead. Um, Ted only stood trial for three women.
2: And he killed how many total?
0: I think I counted 28. Jesus. That, That they could, like basically say bait. not even 100% because some of those were like this person went missing and he was in the area. So probably yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm sure there were so many more. Oh my God. <clears throat> yeah. Cause in one of them, like in one of the ones that I was reading, there was like a hitchhiker that they weren't sure of, but I was like, uh, it yeah. wasn't consistent in like all the stories. Like yeah. I kind of just put in the ones that were pretty consistent in like multiple things mm-hmm. that I read.
1: You look exhausted.
0: <laughs> so, um, needless to say, Ted Bunny's not my favorite anymore. Because <laughs> I just hate him because he's, he's taken up so much of my like life. He's uh like,
2: an important... I'm going to
0: have to cut so much of this out.
2: Yeah. He's, like, such an important <laughs> like part too. of, like, the true crime, like, com- not community, but, like, just anything true crime, like... You know what I
0: mean? Oh my God, I have my coin. So, Professor Tooth, um, we posted about him many times. He um, so provided, he donated the um, prizes for our first ever and so only giveaway. Well, yeah, our only giveaway. Yeah. We did um, another one, but it was our stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Um, That was super awesome. Go check him out. He makes basically like coins and on one side, like on one side is the face of the killer and it has like A quote that he said or something like Mm -hmm. that And on the other side is um, Something that has to do with them So like on Ted's it's it's a picture Of the Volkswagen Mm -hmm. Um, And um, Like on the Richard Ramirez one it's his palm Mm -hmm. With the pentagram in it Um, He also made one With Manson on one side And Sharon
2: Tate on the other I think my favorite (sighs) that he And everybody was like up in arms about it um, his newest one, which is the Golden State Killer. Uh huh. It's the his face on the front, and then on the back, it's the teacup. Yeah, with the little like the little plate. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was fucking genius. I was like, well, is No genius. way! I, I mean, that's so exciting. It is
0: genius. That's so good. I mean, and that's the thing. It's all of it's horrible, of course. And and a lot I've I've seen like so many people say, Oh, well, they're paying homage to. Yeah. Too. yeah no.
2: And it's like it's just our fascination. Yeah. Like, let's have a fucking.
0: Well, and like,
2: thing. as
0: long as. You know, you're realizing that it's bad and you're doing it for the interest of like wanting to know why these horrible people do these horrible things and never finding the answers to why that is. It's just, they're just fucking wanting to know. Yeah. He (laughs) was, I know I'm interested. Like, obviously. So,
2: yay. Ted Bundy's done.
0: (laughs) And it's not even, I know, as good as I wanted it to be.
2: But it's really good for the, for any listeners that, Know about him They know the bug They know the whole Mm -hmm. Like ruse But Mm -hmm. they don't know Exactly How many victims He escaped twice He was so manipulative Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And there Obviously There's the Stranger Beside Me book There is so much material On him So if this Hopefully If if you didn't really know too much about him, I hope that this sparks like an interest.
2: Watch in- his interviews. Oh my God. On YouTube. Honestly. It's like You you look at him, you're watching with such disdain. Like I can't fucking stand you. Well, I and can't believe you're like, this A lot I of am. the documentaries that
0: I found showed like, so when he was on trial, especially the first one um, in Utah, people would be like, or no, it, I think it was the Colorado ones people they'd be like news people would be interviewing people outside women outside the courtroom and they'd be like i just he's so cute i just don't think he he
2: committed yeah that's the dumbest fucking thing
0: yeah but there are so many women (sighs) who said that and it's just like oh my god
2: and here i am like he's so good looking he had to have done it yeah well
0: that shows what our time has (laughs) done right
2: yeah
0: it's so good he's so good i'm so excited to see how zach off Zac Efron <laughs> Oh okay
2: What happened? You okay? Did you have a stroke? She got stuck she was, That's how fucking excited she is To see the new Zac Efron movie And it's the dumbest title But it's, it's gonna be so long. So, I don't even know how to it's, I, it's as
0: long as this episode It's so <laughs> <laughs> horrible But the images that have come out Of uh, who? Uh, <laughs> Zac <Zachary Frog. laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, are no, so good, been really
0: good. Like the most recent one is the turtleneck one, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that side by side. I think I posted it on my story. Like how? 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 The
2: first photo. I think that Zach Efron. Hey. I know. was <laughs> <laughs> the first photo. I think that he posted on Instagram where yeah, like on the lineup. Yeah, and it was even blurry, and I'm like, oh, you. It was be so funny. blurry, and funny. I was just like, that is a picture of Ted Bunny That's yeah. not Zac Efron. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait to see Zach
1: Offron, right. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Offron, Mr. Offron, <laughs> over here. Can I got a picture over here, Mr. Offron. <laughs> Let's it it's Zach Offron forever. <laughs> <The> off. <laughs> oh,
2: he's gonna be the offs from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I like you're him
0: welcome. I you're welcome, now. Zach. You didn't <laughs> want this. You'll never know about this But
2: He didn't know he wanted
0: this He didn't know he wanted this And he'll never know That he wanted this if any,
2: if any of you If any, any of Zach you know that Offron Please let him know Mr. Offron If you're listening <laughs> He is now the offs
0: <laughs>
2: This is right, I am done Sufficient So Thank you So Good much night. For listening, for being super cool with us. I'm sorry. For being <laughs> interested in us still for some reason. Fuck off, Ron. We don't understand. Um, but we appreciate job, it. Thanks. I'm going to go
0: like pass out for like a month now. Yeah. Perfect. That was horrible.
2: <laughs> that was so bad. Um, oh, I feel liberated. So good. <sighs> What? <laughs> uh, you know all of our shit, so
1: follow <laughs> us on that's where we're at. I you know, know all of our fucking we're shit. We're so over this fucking I season we're Instagram,
2: it. Twitter, Facebook at True Crime Girls. We have our individual Instagrams. Eileen's really cool because she posts um mm-hmm. photos of when we're recording, which I love. Those are like the only times that photos yeah, are posted. We so. don't take photos otherwise. Um, So, yeah. She's also really cool because she sleeps on her microphone. (laughs) She's literally laying down on it right now. So, thank you guys again. Um, Please follow us everywhere. No, please don't. Just don't follow us home, And If
1: you really want to.
2: (laughs) Mm, Maybe. Goodbye. Bye. Fuck off, Ron.